Welcome back, Kid House Valley Sports Talk fans. Welcome to another episode of the Valley Sports Talk podcast. I am Eric Sorensen in the cold big country studios, joined here with John Goodat, Luke Olson, and our fourth guest. Not a guest, he's a co host. She? She's a co host? Luke's dog, who just found the duck feathers on the floor in the, during the intro, and I held it together and didn't start laughing, so you're welcome, <laughs> folks. But uh, thank you to, for joining us on another podcast, fans and co-host. We are excited to be back talking talking about the kid. That's talking probably. about sports. <laughs> Very much going on. But. Sitting here in our Lazy Boys that I uh, know you got well, from right, uh, Fitterer's Furniture, quality furniture since 1896. That's right, on the corner of 4th and Main here. When you were talking about... Mm-hmm. Our, our fourth guest, I thought you were going to say Sammy Henderson was here virtually. Right. No, Sammy, we dropped you. Harper yeah, is Harper. now in the fourth spot. That's right. Yeah. So <laughs> take that. Sam, Sammy, we love you, man. But Harper's welcome doing back, a good job. Though. Yeah, welcome back. We uh, we were talking about what we are going to talk about today, and I was like, let's talk about how there's nothing to talk about. So let's do it. It is a weird sports week. We were talking about how mm-hmm. uh, we've been bored with the mm-hmm. Hawks. Uh, obviously, we've been talking about um, – Central football being dealt a blow by a competitor, Azusa Pacific dropping right. football. We're going to talk a lot about that, but it's been a it's been a weird week. It's just, been a weird. I don't know. It's just like everybody, you know, the 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 buzz of Christmas coming. You know, we're mm-hmm. we're recording this on the uh, Friday the eighteenth, for a work week before right. Batman in red suit comes down the chimney. <laughs> but uh, can't wait to meet see the guy. I mean, hopefully see the guy. Yeah, hopefully he's wearing a mask. <laughs> you think Santa will wear a mask? Yeah, I mean, well, that beard covers it. He's pretty fast. You're, you know, but, and you're, you're two girls. I mean, maybe uh, maybe Peyton doesn't care, but uh, right. Ellie, does Does Ellie think that uh, Santa will wear a mask? She just wants Santa She just wants Santa to be here. Yeah. We've been watching Santa movies. I've gotten caught up on my Tim Allen Santa Claus movie fix. And, have uh, you? Yeah, no, she's excited to have him here. And, and tell you what, the one thing that I thought was ridiculous, long time thought, the elf on the shelf thing. No, never but, done it. But actually, my kids are older, but never done it. I, we did it this year with Ellie because she's a, well, she's three now, and it's actually kind of fun to three, but runs the household. Oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah, she's crazy, and she tells us what to do. No, it's not that bad, but uh, she. Uh, it's actually been kind of fun hiding the little bugger in kind of fun ways, and mm-hmm. the dang dang elf got on, got all the underwear out of the drawer and put it on the Christmas tree last night. So <laughs> he's kind of a crazy bugger. So. But, how many does that go for the entire month of December? I I'm clueless on it. I think after Christmas it's done. But so basically December first <laughs> through the twenty fifth. Yeah, well, it, so it, it wasn't you, December first. It was when he came out of the box. Okay, I, I mean I see. his hole or whatever it comes from. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> watch it. You might be uh, taking <laughs> off our young listeners. Sorry, young yeah. listeners. He came from special spot. special place. Know, yeah. uh, so, have you run out of things to for the elf to do? Oh no. Okay, all right. Um, there's actually been more ideas of what you can do, but it's not appropriate. <laughs> so, uh, oh, I've I've seen adult yeah, on the shelf it's kind hilarious. of pictures and memes or whatever yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now we've been doing that, and uh, I will say we need daylight savings time to be over with. Not the, to be talking about my kids on this Valley Sports Talk podcast. Why but not? When she gets home and it's still dark out. Yeah, or it's dark out already. Yeah, and we can't go outside and burn off that extra energy. <laughs> I yeah. tell you what, I can't wait for that to happen. So let's. Uh, yeah. Let's hope that this thing goes quick. I'm on the. Uh, I'm. I'm. I'm getting pretty close to being 44. So when you mm-hmm. say burn off that extra energy, I'm not really quite sure what you're talking about. <laughs> Since my wife and I had a conversation of why my hip 
hurts so bad. So, <sighs> and my problem. daughter, my daughter, uh, Adeline, my younger one, without hesitation, she was be in the car uh, listening to my wife and I talk about adult aches and pains, and she just flat out said, "That's forty, Dad." <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm going through that right now. The back can't barely walk. Back like I got to stick out my butt, and it's not too much enjoyable. Uh, <laughs> Getting older. Um, back stiffer than a two-by-four. Oh, God, yeah. It was there for a while. It wasn't much fun. But, you know, I like to think that <laughs> I was doing something important, and I wasn't. <laughs> I right. threw it out, and that was kind of embarrassing. You know what, though? Here we are talking about old man mm-hmm. ailments, and, and Luke over here, the 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 who's got the the athletic ability of a, of a finely tuned 18-year-old college athlete. And me and Dalvin Cook are the same age, so you know, we're both probably in. Same shape, you know? Yeah, pretty much, right? Right, yeah. <laughs> 25. I don't know if you're in as good a shape as him, is, but I know you're in better shape than me. So <laughs> right. I always love it when, we'll, when we're, you know, talking or texting. And, man, the, the text uh, stuff from Luke um, yeah. can be ruthless. Well, you know, he's, he comes off very nice in the newspaper, but don't take that for first. <laughs> he's kind is, of a dick. The guy is kidding, Luke, we uh, love Luke. Throwing me under the bus as an old man, but uh, yeah, it's not very nice of him. As long as you still let me golf with you every once in a while and join my golf teams on like the random golf uh, tournaments that I go to where I need to win, yeah. Luke is always my guy. Speaking of that, are you golfing right now? Uh, I went out to the course yesterday and uh, I saw Keith. Keith Crimp was teeing off in the first hole, and then I tried to open the pro shop and it was locked. Um, and then I went to the range and it was all frozen. I just wanted to, I was like, okay, I guess, I guess the course is closed today. <laughs> so you had to put your clubs away for the year? No, they're not. I've been trying to go out there when I can. Um, hey, I'm that range is frozen all the time. So. I need to get down to desert air. I know there's a, we should, that might be a podcast episode talking about the crew from Ellensburg that goes to desert air all the time to play. I've heard about that crew. Yeah. Um, yeah, I have to get down there. That's the only time I play that course or will play that course in the winter time. Because I hate snakes, and they aren't out in the winter, so I'll go play then. So I, I can tell you, I uh, the last time I played Desert Air, um, we saw movement mm-hmm. from afar, and you know, you're and a buddy of mine. I'm not really worried about snakes, but I also don't run into them that often. Not a biggest fan, uh, of them. but a but a buddy of mine had a ball that was in uh, in bounds, and he's like, you know what, I'm just going to drop here, and he was. Uh, he was ethical about it. He took the penalty stroke. Even though his ball was in bounds, there was a little bit of a habitat over there that he just didn't want to mess with, and, and we thought it was some sort of reptile. I'd quit. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm out. Do you do, have have you, you ever come across a snake yeah, on a golf course? Yeah, I was say, Luke, come on. Uh, no, uh, and I played Desert Air a couple times last summer. Or really? twice, um, and then back in 2019, too. But I didn't know, is there a big snake problem over there I it's mean, a re- yeah <laughs> i wouldn't call it a snake problem I mean, guys like eric if he's, gonna, if he's gonna say well, a snake I, problem it will be like i mean i don't have that problem i'm in the fairway you know oh <laughs> shut your mouth wow <laughs> well i do know oh, a guy man, that, got that one carry. hurt that one hurt yeah he's kind of ruthless like we said he's not a nice guy <laughs> just kidding he's a friend of ours we like luke we'll keep him around for a little bit longer um but uh <laughs> No, like, yeah, there's – so you don't, you've never really ran across a snake on a golf course? No, not not really. I mean, maybe a gardener snake, but Ugh. nothing like – I, I still mean, like those. I guess I don't have enough experience in eastern Washington. I mean, what – You got snakes on the west side. Yeah, yeah. rattlesnakes, yeah. There is, okay. Yeah, I knew of a guy that carried a gun with him because it wasn't to shoot off the people. It was to kill the rattlers coming across the fairway. Yeah. Huh. I didn't realize. I mean, yeah. I figured they were there, but I didn't know they were – 
that thing, like mm. that common. The other yeah. course I we used to play in college all the time. Big Ben was up in uh, Warden, uh, Sun Lakes. Oh yeah, I think that's a, that was a fun one to play. Sun Lakes golf course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You guys ever played Alta Lake? Mm-mm. Over in uh, here, Pateros, Pateros over there. Where? Uh, Alta Lake. Nope, never played there. <laughs> the only time I've been up to Pateros is to win some baseball games. <laughs> nice. I'd say basketball too, but. The girls usually won those games, and we, we yeah. didn't. So, you guys play Brewster too over there? No, they were one A when I was in school. Okay, the Brewster Bears played with some guys from Brewster. Yeah. Characters, yeah. Darren Benson, shout out. I don't know if he listens or not, but that's what. <laughs> Besides the point, but yeah, no. What's what are you working on now? Like, what's your last time we had a golf tip from Luke? Yeah, in terms of the way you like move your wrist or something, I wasn't paying attention because it was either. already uh, it was already yeah. beyond my expertise. He, he's yawning now. That's what we were doing when he was yeah. talking. <laughs> I, I said I was working on my takeaway. Takeaway. Yeah. Takeaway. The first That's couple f- feet when you start the club, right. you know, begin the swing. But there's That's a certain level of expertise you have to have to make what you just said relevant, and I don't have that expertise. Yeah. yeah. I, Sorry, I mean, I, I'm listening, but I just can't put it into action. Right. Right. Like. Yeah. Uh. I will say, not the cut off. Is there anything else you're working on, though? There's nothing else? As far as my game? Yeah. Uh, working on your slices, your chips, <laughs> your hooks. Uh, no, not Your right. four call. I always work on my swing path, make sure. You know, I feel like I'm just talking to myself right now. but <laughs> no, I'm There's listening. lots of golfers <laughs> listening, Luke, so let them yeah. know what you're talking about. So you're, you're working on uh, my, my swing path. You know, you don't want to be over the top. You don't want to be too inside. You want to be pretty much, you know, pretty mm-hmm. neutral. All right. So, working on club face control, that kind of stuff, you know. Keep right. it in the fairway. And that's your golf tips with Luke for the week, brought to you by Fitters <laughs> Furniture. That's right. Quality furniture, even on the golf course. Yeah, free tips. That's right. Yeah. Maybe we should get a golf episode going, let Luke just do it. From the golf course, yeah. please. As with Keith Cramp and Frank Cramp. Yep. You know. Yeah. They're go- they're, uh, the golf show by Big Country Media. That's right. That's, that's right. right. I mean, we'll make that happen. If anyone else wants to sponsor that, give us all some free clubs. <laughs> That's right. Let's make it happen. Titleist, Footjoy. Let's go. Get on here. Come on. Uh, I will say uh, it was kind of this week of no sport or not watching sports on TV or not a lot. Just a weird week. Yeah. But it, we also had a week of rodeo. Well, at least John and I watched. Luke probably yeah. didn't watch that. No. But uh, at least there was like every night for 10 days we got to watch something. That was pretty nice. It was really it was cool awesome. to look forward to it. It was uh, awesome. We're going to. We're going to plug another podcast here in a second, That's so right. we'll talk about it more in depth. But I thought Texas did a heck of a job. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought, uh, um, you know, I wasn't sure what the payout was going to be, and my interpretation of the news on it was, uh, you know, the payout, nobody was really sure how much guys were going to make because, you know, different sponsors and everything, mm-hmm. but they paid out $10 million and so guys and uh, ladies made a Pretty bunch of money, money a bunch sure. of money in Texas. So. You know who did not? Who? Me. <laughs> in my fantasy picks, but that was fun. I thoroughly enjoyed. I that. had to wait till the last night of ten me? rounds to actually make any money mm-hmm. in fantasy rodeo, and and uh, but, but it worked. Uh, it was fun. It was yeah. kind of fun to talk trash with you too. Yeah, so. we text. We had to make sure we text there, and more people should be this courteous. Hey, I just started on this. Yeah, so yeah. I wasn't telling them about who. Don't won tell that. me about this. Yeah. I recorded it. We're only on calf rope. Well, we just finished ball riding. Okay, yeah. and then there's a few episodes or a few. Uh, we haven't watched yet, but we actually probably will go back and watch. And yeah, but not sports related. There's a, the other vaccine was just approved. Ugh. Moderna. Just want to go back to normal. I was thinking that today we had to run to Yakima to go to a farm store. 
Got a Miner's Burger. Ooh, sounds good. It was. That means you don't have to eat for the rest of the day. Oh, God, I'm full. And Paige just texted me about dinner. So, <laughs> I don't know. But, no, I had been wanting one of those for a long time. Yeah. And it was nice. And I was missing the coaches stop, taking the team to Miner's, yep. getting the back room for free. And yeah. I think yeah. those burgers are overrated. You are what? They're too big. There's a mute like, button on his thing. Yeah. I'm just gonna. They like. I mean, they fall apart. I mean, there's I two things you good. don't say about a burger, Luke. It's they're over uh, overrated and too big. Yeah, like you think it's better than Campus Utotem? I mean, come well, on. I love Campus Utotem, and I'm That's not going to be put in that situation because my wife asked me questions that like, do you think I look this one? I'm not going to answer because I know it's just stepping on my own foot here because <laughs> I love Campus Utotem. It's better than miners. Is. Daniel, if you're listening, man, <laughs> Luke wants you to sponsor us. So just send you out there. Uh, oh, you, you they're delicious. Them. They're all I love campus. The Dagwood, the Dagwood yeah. basket. That's my jam. Yeah, I'm a campus basket guy, and uh, but not the big big miner. And we know John's favorite burger. In town. Okay, I got one to throw Taff. out there. It, the Taz got a great burger, by the way. Bacon Blue Mother. Is oh my, yeah, that's my jam. There you go. go we had an incident today. And if you know the answer to this out there, listeners, please get in our DMs and let me know. Yeah. Because it's still bothering me. <laughs> when my wife orders a cheeseburger, you want everything on it? She goes, yes. Oh, so a, a big minor. Sure. I order. I want a big minor, no tomato. Oh, so you want a cheeseburger. <laughs> and I was like, what? <laughs> it didn't make sense to me. Like, is it, uh, why? Is it, what was the, did you push in for clarification? No, no, she was in a hurry. There was a lot of people. We sat there. Baby Peyton was in the backseat crying. Mm. So I just wanted to get my burger and get out of there. But yeah. uh, the whole way home, she would ask me questions about other aspects of life. And I was like, can you believe what that like? I don't understand that. I just... So Paige wanted to talk to her husband, and you just wanted to say, what's Why? up with the cheeseburger? Why did they make, yeah. I want a cheeseburger. Sorry, okay, so you want a big minor. I want a big minor. Oh, you want a cheeseburger. Doesn't this, make sense. This Doesn't is something that's not going to keep me up tonight. It's going to bother you, but it won't bother, bother me. I'll sleep tonight. I'm pretty yeah. tired. But anyways, besides the point. Back to sports. <laughs> I guess that's how. What our, sports? Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, I guess the only other breaking news is what's leading us into our guest this week is of. Uh, yeah, Cent- Central uh, or I. You know, it's not Central. It's Azusa Pacific, part of the GNAC. Mm-hmm. Decided to cut football and and. Um, that's it. Mm-hmm. No more football. Not like next year will be our last year. Not anything. They're saying that's it. We're done. And uh, so Central, who plays them twice because the GNAC is a round robin schedule, that's two games that they're going to have to make up, and that's going to be incredibly difficult. And uh, so we we're going to be bringing on Brandon Meisner from uh, D2Football.com. Uh, he's the guru mm-hmm. um, of all things uh, Division Two football and. Uh, uh, lots of smart people out there on Division Two sports, and and uh, I really trust his expertise and uh, smart guy. And um, I'm thinking he's going to give us a few things to think about. I think so. It was even better the off off the air conversation with him because we talked a little baseball, and That's I got right. in. He's a that. baseball guy. That's right. And, and, Who knows uh, football? I'm sure he's listening to us right now. We appreciate you coming on, and That's right. Hopefully, we get caught up. And uh, yeah, well, should we bring him on? I think we should. Well. After this word from Fitter's Furniture, we'll be back. Furniture since 1896. Absolutely. We'll be right back with our guest this week. 
It's been a long few months for all of us, but the wait is finally over. Fitterer's Furniture in downtown Ellensburg is proud to be safely serving you. Fitterer's is now open during regular business hours while keeping you, your family, and everyone safe. Stop by Monday through Saturday from 8.30 to 5.30 and browse three floors of quality home furnishing. Plus, free delivery in central Washington. From everyone at Fitterer's Furniture, welcome back. Fitterer's. Fitterer's. Well, welcome back, Kittitas Valley Sports Talk fans. So, as promised, you know, we've we've kind of uh, uh, made reference to it, maybe teased it a little bit, but uh, with the big news coming out of the GNAC, we wanted to talk to as many people as possible, get uh, some experts out there. And, Luke, I know we've already talked about uh, who you've reached out to, but uh, I wanted to reach out to a buddy of mine. Uh, Brandon Meisner is the founder, owner, guru, I guess you could say, of all things uh, – d2 and and he uh he runs a website d2football.com and uh my experience with with brandon started as a uh kind of friendship and then uh you know i wrote for the website for a couple of years and then um moved on from that but i've always been a fan and have tried to troll as many people <laughs> or support as many people on on your message board so brandon uh, appreciate you had, uh dialing in here and and uh thanks for joining us it's an absolute pleasure to be here. So, you know, uh, there's always, I always get nervous in the off season about, uh, you know, news and stuff like that. Uh, and, and last week or, uh, or, you know, earlier this week, there was the news that, uh, Azusa Pacific, a, a great Northwest athletic conference member, uh, dropping the football program, not considering it, not, not, uh, this is the last season, blah, blah, blah. They just flat out said, we're done. And, right. uh, so that obviously has a ripple effect across the D2 nation, uh, but also just uh, closer to home here in Ellensburg where we're located um, in the Gene Act. That, that really is, um, I don't want to say that's a nail in the coffin, but that certainly maybe we're, I'm worried we're digging the grave of D2 football in the West. What was your initial thought uh, when you heard that news earlier this week? Well, you know, usually I have some kind of idea that something like that's coming. I did not with them. You know, in hindsight, it's not surprising. You know, a private school, it's expensive. Um, but, uh, you know, I, it was just, it was surprising. And, of course, you know, I uh, long you know, supported many things that I think would be beneficial to the GNAC. And it's disappointing to me that it happened. Uh, I have uh, – and, and I'm not just, you know, schmoozing you guys because I, I, I'm on, the, on, on a podcast – but I have a tremendous amount of respect for Central Washington. I was able to visit in 2009 and see a game there and, and, and had probably one of my best football trips I've ever had. And, I, you know, I really, you know, in, enjoyed the whole experience. I was impressed with the football team. Uh, I was disappointed in 2017 when it thought maybe you guys had the best team and uh, you, you didn't make it out. So, uh I've, you know, there's always a place for, uh, you know, a soft spot in my heart for Central Washington and Western Washington, because uh, you know I had a writer from from Western, I'm um, sorry, excuse me, I mean Western Oregon. There is no soft spot in my heart for Western Washington. I'll okay, because hey, we were almost. I had to, I had to stop a uh, country here. I had to stop Eric from hanging up on you right there, cause, and I was just no, gonna no, there, delete there, you from Twitter and Facebook, but it's okay. No, for. Western Oregon, the Wolves. Let me be. Let me be clear. Um, 
but uh, uh, you know, it's just it's disappointing because I know how hard it is anyway, and it just it, you know it makes it hard if if it's not impossible. You know, there are ways out of this. How realistic they are, I don't know. Um, you know, um, there there could you know the NAIA schools in your area, about half of them should probably reclassify and be Division two schools, mm-hmm. but they don't. Uh, for whatever reasons, and sometimes it's money, and sometimes it's uh, it's prestige. Let's talk about Carroll College, okay? We'll meander off here, but Carroll College has a history in the NAIA. It's harder to get them to reclassify than it was uh, South Dakota Mines, who had never won anything or done anything. Right. You know, and the same thing goes in, you know, for a Division two school, right? Grand Valley has, has a, a lot of advantages. But they have a they now have a big history in division two. It's harder for them to reclassify than it would be for Saginaw Valley in their in their same conference. Because Saginaw hasn't done anything. They don't have any trophies mm-hmm. that are that are division two trophies. And so um, that's one of the things that, you know, has probably kept Carroll College there. And, you know, there are others that I think could make it and some that I think have no business, but you know, that's a you know, you're you're shooting for an inside straight at that point, trying to get uh, enough frontier schools to reclassify the division two, to to solidify it. You know, I haven't given up hope, but you know, I'm not that optimistic either. So uh, let's talk about like the the ripple effect that this could have, and in, in you know, so the message boards on on d2football.com, um, you know, there's lots of it, it's just you know it's fans you know talking, but right. you know they're why don't we join the RMAC, uh, the Rocky Mountain League? Why don't we, you know, uh, beef up that scheduling alliance with the Lone Star Conference down there in basically Texas? And I don't think I don't think anything is sustainable that way because the RMAC, in my opinion, correct me if I'm wrong, is pretty much a bus league, and the the LSC that's not the cheapest trip to fly into. Dallas, Fort Worth, or Houston, right. or San Antonio, or whatever, wherever you're gonna. Uh, headquarter out of I guess you could say but so it just seems like maybe the cheapest it's definitely not the path of least resistance would be to get the southern organs the eastern organs the carols the rockies right. the um but it, it just seems like uh, trying to convince a school to beef up their budget in the middle of a global <laughs> pandemic uh that's going to be difficult right and, and I'm glad you went there because there's a, another aspect that might be a glimmer of hope and this sounds horrible to say, but the, a bunch of NAIA schools played this fall without testing, without any safeguards whatsoever, because the word was that if we don't play, we don't retain these students and our school goes under. So, you know, it, it will be interesting to see how everything plays out. And from, from that, and what I mean by that is you may see some closures in the frontier. I don't know of anything. No, this is not to start a rumor. They may be doing fine. I don't know. But, you know, there have been a couple uh, small privates that have uh, had budget issues. A couple have closed in the last year. This is exacerbating the situation. And the, the right circumstances and the right closures might force the hand uh, of some of those schools. So right. while obviously I don't want to see anybody's program go under i don't want to see anybody's schools go under i don't want to see anybody lose jobs from it 
we don't, you know, everything's up in the air right now. And it's a distinct possibility that at least one of them is going to happen. And, and that's going to change the dynamics of everything that goes on. So, you know, that's actually a really in-depth thought. And there's two thoughts that I have on that. One is I want to uh, follow up on that. But two is, as I was introducing you, I just jumped right into, hey, Brandon, help us solve this problem. What would you do? Rather than, <laughs> hey, Brandon, tell me about uh, your history with Division Two football. <laughs> and uh, how did you generate this knowledge? Tell us your, your, your story. Um, you mentioned 2009. Um, we're going to talk mm -hmm. about that here in a second because it's been 11 years and I'm still not over it. But tell us about your path uh, through uh, – you know, sports and, and coaching and, and college and, and how did you get here and, and tell us about D2Football.com. Well, b before I tell you about the history, I will tell you that I do know Tyler Roach, who was the, the, the player who blocked the extra point. Oh. And I've, I've, long wanted, I've long wanted to harass some of my best Central Washington friends by having them sign some gloves and mail it to you or something uh. like that. But... <laughs> But that was the most I heartbreaking thought, time at Tomlinson I can Stadium. Still I was on the sideline. Timeout. Oh I can my still gosh. hear the thump. And yeah. just the other yeah. day, I, I found too. the I found the video online because I about once a year I I watch the 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 a four minute YouTube video of pretty much the highlights of that. I have, a, I have a good cry. Um, I usually that's usually when I'm texting you, Brandon, at like three in the morning, texting you something that we can't talk about here. But one of the greatest games of all time that somebody had to lose. But uh, anyway, yeah. So thanks for yes. sticking anyway. the knife in. Yeah, yeah, appreciate. It. Hey, any, anytime I'm I'm real I'm good for that any day of the week. So anyway. Uh, I, I my school Northwest Missouri State is where I graduated. When we were in, when I was in school, we were horrible. You know, six and five was a great year, seriously. Mm -hmm. And um, when I graduated, they were six and they were six and five with, with a new coach. Um, and I said to my friends, "Hey, let's uh, after we graduate, let's go to the games." You know, um, and so we started going to all the games. The next year, they were 11-2, and two, got really good, and uh, um, then eventually 97, 1997, they were even better. 98, they won it. 99, they won it. Mm -hmm. Long story short, we were frustrated because even though the internet was young, there was basically only one source for Division Two news at all, and that was a columnist named Greg Grafusek. He wrote for USA Today, and that was all you'd get, so... I had a friend from Florence who I had met via an old, like, you know, like the first social media thing was called eGroup. And what would happen, it'd be like the message board, except it'd send you emails. So you'd come home and you'd have 30 emails or whatever, and then you'd reply to the email and it'd go to everybody on the list. And anyway, I made a, a good friend in, in Florence and Jeff Witten, and he worked on websites. I was a broadcasting graduate. So I had media experience, and I had media experience before I even went to college. But So I said, hey, I, I sent him a, a mock-up of a website. I said, let's do this. He said, okay. So we started it as a joke, kind of. Um, just like, hey, you know, it would be nice to have some things on there. And it grew so fast, it was unbelievable. Like, you know, like the, the second day we had it, we had 900 visitors, which we thought was just absolutely incredible. And then, like, every time we'd make a joke – about the number of visitors it would happen. Like, I, you know, one day we said, can you imagine having 5,000 visitors? And it happened the next day. Wow. 
and then, you know, 10 and 20 and 25, you know, those things absolutely happened. And so it kind of, uh, you know, kind of took off and became more than we ever thought it would be. And so really, you know, I've had to learn a lot and uh, follow a lot since then. You know, I, uh, it, it's interesting to see a lot, not interesting, it, it's heartbreaking now, but, you know, when, when my Northwest started getting good in the mid 2000s, that's when Chico and uh, Sonoma are dropping football and, uh, you know, and kind of led us to where we are now, you know, because Western Washington fell in line then Humboldt and now Azusa. But uh, um, so anyway, I've been covering it for 20 years and, uh, uh, you know, some some idiot out there has to do it. And I guess that <laughs> idiot is me. So. <laughs> um. Really quickly, I mean, it, I, I've been a member of D2Football.com for many, many years. I think I signed up for the message board in like 06 or 07. And so you got you got your message board, which is really, I mean, I've actually developed, developed friendships online and then actually meet yeah. people at games because of exactly. the message boards, but also – the 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 news the information when we before we got uh, before we called in here or before you called in mm-hmm. I kind of described it as kind of like well you go to ESPN for everything this is kind of like ESPN for D two stuff I mean D two football that's exactly how I describe it it's, well good so when somebody doesn't understand that is exactly how I describe it imagine ESPN.com, but just for D two football so I mean that's, I've that's seen so- I've seen the progression of where it was like um like my background of of newspaper reporting my my I was a little mm-hmm. bit wordy and I can be wordy on on the mic as well where the progression now is more you know tags and some quick hit stuff to keep people's attention and stuff so has it been difficult yeah. to keep the the website up with the whatever the trendy social media or the tags are or, or I mean has that been difficult or or have you been able to um for for me for me absolutely you know, I'm old enough that I was kind of trained in older school ways of doing things. You know, like one one of the things when I first started the website was 2000. The internet had a bad reputation. Now, as we as we you know, as it turns out, that's just legacy media trying to uh, you know hold on to its grasp of everything. Have you ever you've seen Moneyball the movie, right? Yes. Okay. You know when John Henry's talking to uh, Billy Bean at the end, and he's talking about the first people. Yep. Through the wall, get bloodied, and they're, you know, people are just trying to grasp. It's probably you know, one of the best scenes of the whole movie. Have. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. It's absolutely describing human nature. And so, because the internet was new, TV, radio, newspaper, whatever, you know, really trashed it. And, and sometimes rightfully so. But because of that, I wanted to give it credibility. So, I would not do a lot of things unless I could find somebody. Uh, who is working for the Ellensburg Daily Record to write for them. It couldn't just be anybody else like it is now. Mm-hmm. You know, the barrier to entry in, in, in media now is about zero. You know, anybody can start and, and do anything. And so that was hard for me to adjust, to realize, yes, I can take this football person who doesn't have a background in media, and he's actually going to be better than it would be that I have a beat writer who this is the 10th thing that he writes. Right. This week. And, yes, the – the way to construct stories, the way to do things. It's, it's all hard for me, you know, and as I get older and probably less relevant, you know, I'm going to have to rely on younger people to 
kind of keep up with with the uh, with the trends. You know, having said that, there are some things that I won't compromise on, and like you know, one of those is integrity. You know, I'm sure we have no we have no competition. Mm-hmm. Everybody that's ever tried to compete against us has failed. Mm-hmm. So I don't have to really break stories. So I'm not gonna you know take a risk of having something wrong just to be first. Right. And you know, and I always say you know we can say any ridiculous thing you want to, but I want it to be, uh, I want it to be uh, done in such a way, the website in such a way that if somebody rational or a coach visits it, they don't think this is just a bunch of nonsense. Right. You know, so I've got that in me, and I can't shake that. Uh, basically, I can't, I can't get involved in clickbaity stuff. Right. And so. Uh, you know that is that's probably a detriment, uh, and maybe I'll maybe I'll adjust and, and adapt and learn. Who knows? But certainly as of right now, I just want no part of that. Well, so I'll tell you, I once once the news hit that uh, Azusa was you know uh, cutting their program. There's two things I did. I texted. We have a podcast <laughs> text thread between us guys up here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as I'm texting, I'm getting on your site and going to the message board, going to the news right. feeds and everything like that and getting opinions. And so, um, right. you know, and, and, you know, uh, it, it's a lot of opinion, but it's a lot of news as well. And so with that news breaking, what, uh, do you have the, do you share the same concerns we have of, man, there's only three schools in the entire West of or of Colorado that are playing football and one of them includes an international border up there in Vancouver. Right. What, what's your, uh, what's your concerns? Certainly. Sir, I mean, certainly it's a concern. Um, and for me, it's just because of the concern for my central Washington friends and my Western Oregon friends. Um, I want them to have football. I know how much it means. And uh, you know, but you know, having said that, if you look at, and we, I mean, first of all, I mentioned California earlier, uh, Chico State, mm-hmm. Sonoma State, et cetera. All right, they, you know, there's a culture difference. Um, even though the, you know, the left coast gets lumped in all together, there's a culture difference between California and everything on your side of the path in Washington. <laughs> right. Or at least it appears that way to me. Yes, sir. You're right. And <laughs> and, and you know, while the you know, topography may be a little different. What I'm seeing on your side of the path in Washington is very much like what I see in the Midwest and where places where Division Two football is popular and thriving. Right. And so, uh, you know, I, I, I have that concern. But again, to speak about the entire West, a lot of Central Washington people have lamented you know, Division Two football in the West. But this is a bigger issue. It's a football issue. Right. There are not as many NAI schools in the West. There are not as many Division One schools in the West. You know, it is a population and cultural issue. If the, you know, if the Rocky Mountains did not exist and, you know, uh, uh, travel back in the 1800s and, and, and settling in the 1800s wasn't as difficult as it had been, the things might be different, but those obstacles have created the cultures that we live in now. And uh, in, in any case, it, it, to me, it's bigger than 
just Division Two football. So you're uh, you're the commissioner for the day. You're I'm trying to mm-hmm. think of who is it? Mark Emmert of a leader of the N. I think he runs the NCAA. Yeah. yeah. Let's say you're you're Mark, who I believe used to be the UW president, University of Washington president. You're I you're the you're, right. you're the number one guy for the day. What do you what do you do for football, or or what do you do for let's be specific, West Coast D two football? Would you? I know you said you don't want schools to close or people lose their jobs or livelihood, mm-hmm. obviously. But do you? Uh, if you had the power to swing a magic wand and force things to happen, would you like uh, combine leagues? Would you? Would you Get some. Uh, well, here, this is what this is what I do, and it's interesting that you say that you even ask this. I've had a video that I've been preparing for years now, and I was going to release it at the beginning, in, the, in like in the in the dull part in the summer, yeah. and then and then COVID hit, and the things that I was going to talk about seemed very callous in the middle of a pandemic. Right. Um. So these are the things, and then in my opinion, to make Division Two football the best. These are some of the things. So I guess maybe I don't have to make a video now. But a few of the things that would definitely affect you and are part of that question. Um, number one, I would make every conference have to play non-conference games. To be playoff eligible, you would have to play at least one, but more likely I would prefer two. And actually, if I was just the commissioner and I can wave a magic wand, it would be three right. non-conference games. That would help out football in the West for sure. The second thing that I would do would provide a grant to West Coast schools. And in that grant, I would use it for travel and for guarantees. So not only does it pay for your trip to Texas A&M Commerce, you can pay East Stroudsburg from Pennsylvania to fly out there and play. Um, One of the things that people discount about college athletics and uh, Division two football is that a lot of these kids when they play in the playoffs they're on the uh, playing for the first time in their life mm-hmm. and they're seeing new things for the first time in their life. Somebody from Topeka, Kansas plays at Washburn. They go play Colorado Mines. They're seeing the Rocky Mountains for the first time in their life. There's a ton of things that are extras that people have not given uh, the proper benefit to or the proper credit to and say this is part of the experience. And these rules are robbing it. So um, those are two of the things I would do. I would also lower the limit. Um, right now, you have to have 10 sports to be Division Two. Right. I Before COVID, I said that should be lowered. Because that is one of the obstacles to some of the NAI schools reclassified. Is that not only when they have to increase their budgets, but they'd have to add a couple sports. You know. Central Washington would have to do that to, to reclassify to the FCS. Right. You know, they would have to add at least one sport. Uh, their budget is about a third of what, um, uh, like, Eastern Washington's is. So so they would have to triple their budget at a sport just to be somewhat similar to Eastern Washington. And, uh, you know, those, those, I think, are three things that I would do that are – you know that would be somewhat practical. I don't think you can you can force teams, you could force you know uh, conferences to combine. I think that's outside the authority of the NCAA. But you could uh, uh, do those things that I talked about, and I think that would provide incentive for schools to reclassify. 
So, you know, you, you mentioned like FCS schools. I still want to call them D1 AA, but uh, you mentioned right, FCS yeah. schools and uh, just the amount of uh, just the triple of the budget just to be middle of the road or competitive because I know Eastern doesn't have the biggest budget mm-hmm. in the big sky. I would assume it's going to be Montana or Montana State. And, and uh, you know, I know Central has been competitive. They beat Montana State in at their right. homecoming game in 02. Uh, they right. took uh, Montana to the brink in 08, um, which was an, an incredible game. But, like, so we might have a one-off game where we can be competitive or, or get an upset. But, um, you know, to be able to compete at that FCS level, just football, I'm not even talking about uh, track, softball, right. basketball. Um, I mean, right. you're going to have to have a – it's going to be pretty hard to justify an investment of, hey, let's quadruple our budget. Let's get more donors. Oh, hey, more sponsors, even though people are shuttering their doors yeah. during a pandemic. So, right. Yeah. In, a, in addition, it's, it's a myth that all of a sudden you're going to, you know, somebody else is going to pay for it. It's, it's students and administrators that are going to pay for it. All right. Right. Um, you know, it, or administration, you know, the, the fees coming from the institution is really what I think. That's what's going to pay for it. Northern Colorado, um, I learned from a source there that their their uh, president flat out misled them about what it would cost to reclassify. So it would cost much more than they thought. Here they here they were. They were a D two blue blood. You know they had won a few national championships, playoff contenders every year. They reclassify, and you know they have no identity now, as, at least athletically, as an institution. It's been a colossal failure for them. So they're spending, you know, twice as much, three times as much, you know, in millions of dollars to be less relevant maybe than they were before. Now, a lot, if they were to reclassify and they got to join the Pac-12 or whatever it is now, that is one thing. But just to join the big sky, you know, you know who cares about the big sky? People in... Big Sky Town. You know who cares about the Division Two or GNAC? People in GNAC Town. It doesn't change who's seeing what you do very much. Right. Uh, you know, yes, you might get a guaranteed game against basketball. Maybe you get to play Gonzaga or something. That's probably far-fetched. More likely you're playing Air Force. Right. You know, I mean, really, what does what does that get you? You know, that, and this is not to discredit those schools by any means. I'm just saying, if you're going to spend 14 more million dollars a year you should get something for it more than uh, i guess somebody in colorado springs knows who we are (laughs) (laughs) what uh you know we're so focused on west coast stuff um and 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 rightly so we should be just because we live up here but also just the i see the trend of schools you know deleting football not adding it do you do you Mm -hmm. see that in 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 other countries i know you're in the uh, MIAA country, you mentioned uh, you're a Bearcat uh, graduate and stuff, and, and I know D2 football is alive and well there. And, and uh, Certainly. Um, uh, you know, we mentioned the LSC and the RMAC and NSIC. So what do you do? You worry about other uh, conferences having the same? Um, um, maybe, maybe, but I know this would surprise you, but I, I looked it up the other day, even with all the schools that have left. North Dakota State, South Dakota State, Northern Colorado, the University of South Dakota, UC Davis. Um, even 
with all the, the you know, now Tarleton has left. Um, Northern Alabama, North Alabama. All these schools have left. Would you believe there are still over 40 more schools playing Division II football than there were when we started the site? Really? There, Yeah, there have been that many reclassifications and new programs started. So it is very much a regional cultural thing than it is a, um, uh, a football thing. Although I think that does exist, uh, especially with, you know, the, 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 the concussion scare that we had uh, recently caused a lot of people not to play football, and that does affect it a lot. Um, I think we've got that figured out because you don't hear very much about that anymore. Maybe right. that's because of COVID. Maybe that's because we understand players need to be hydrated, which helps against concussions. Uh, we changed the rules of the game, which helps with concussions. We changed practice procedures, which help with concussions. Uh, so maybe that fear will go away, and we'll even see a bigger revival. But again, I think I think it's cultural. If if California doesn't have the Title IX issues, there might be three schools in California, and then add in Azusa and Humboldt that still exist. You know, Western I Western Washington is its own thing. They had the money, and they were ready to go. That was absolutely an administrator that wanted to have whatever culture he wanted to up there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and you know, that, that's a unique case. But they should be involved. So they should still be involved. So imagine this. You had Simon Frazier, Western Washington, Central Washington, Western Oregon, Sonoma State, Chico State, uh, Azusa Pacific. Um, and that's even with UC Davis reclassifying because they, you know, they were a good Division II school. They yeah. probably belong in the FCS even though they don't haven't had any success really, but even without them, that's, that's a heck of a start to a good league. Yeah. You know, you're, you're not, you're not scared at all. Um, and, uh, so, you know, California probably got this started. Western Washington didn't help. I'm glad that you guys, uh, are not fans of theirs. And, and <laughs> you know, I, I am not, I, this is not critical of the people associated with football there who tried to save it. This is more, uh, this is more being critical of a people that uh, or the administration that had a certain idea for what kind of culture they wanted to have, and it didn't involve football. So let me do this. I, I want to have more of a uh, a rivalry banter here as we kind of uh, okay. wrap things up here, Brandon. You know, we so we've made reference to the 2009 game, and for those who don't immediately know what we're talking about. Uh, Central was number one in the in the. Uh, well, let's just say it. Central was number one in the world. Central was yes. number one in the world. Northwest Missouri State was traveling in the the West Regional Championship. Number two, it was literally number one versus number two. Um, you know, I'm biased. Obviously, Brandon, you are. We both acknowledge mm-hmm. it, uh, Eric. I know mm-hmm. you are too. But that's got to be one of the. I mean, that's got to be one of the best games ever. Um, it, it was it was pretty good. Um, you know, I, I like a little more offense. Uh, so, that you know, that's one thing that I would have liked. I've long given Central Washington fans just a hard time about the field being watered. I didn't <laughs> know if it was or not. But I just, you know, because Northwest was a faster team. Uh, Central Washington was a little bigger. Yeah. Um, and, and so, and, and wanted to play a more, like a, a more physical, muddier style of football, even though Northwest was a physical team. But, uh um, I, I give them a hard time about that forever, but uh, I would have preferred more offense. But it was a, it was a classic game, and obviously, you know, if you had a top ten plays in Northwest, you know, in spite, Northwest has played in ten national championships. They've won six of them. 
pretty if good. If you had a top ten plays, and yeah, not bad. If you had top <laughs> ten plays in Northwest football history, the Tyler Roach block probably goes in there. You know, because they had lost in oh five, oh six, oh seven, and oh eight had lost in the championship. Right. And that allowed them to get back to the semifinals against Cal, which they handled easily. Right. And then Grand Valley, they played in the championship game. Um, Grand Valley, they were going to throttle Grand Valley. There was a bad call near the end of the half. And um, where Northwest had the ball, like goal to go. And the running back Ford progress was stopped. They allowed him to push him back, push him back, and then strip. Should have been down. And, you know, and anyway, if they did that had that Northwest have been up 35 to nothing or something like that at the half. But the bad call put just, in my opinion and some Grand Valley friends of mine agree with this, but just enough doubt to make the Grand Valley game close. You know, there's enough doubt in the minds of the Bearcats who lost their four in a row. Uh, anyway, Northwest ends up winning, but if Tyler Roach doesn't block that, they don't get the floor and they don't break that streak. And then they've won three more since then. Well, and I think a team that won that game was going to win the national title, in my opinion. Yeah. And it, uh, No, I agree with you. At mm. the time, all right, I have, you know, I, I get old and grumpy, okay? <laughs> and you hear people saying, well, this was for the national championship. And then you roll your eyes because there's always, you know, some new idiot that hasn't, you know, hasn't seen what good Division Two football is and thinks that his team is the best ever just because it's the best team that he's seen. Mm-hmm. But I agree with you on that, you know, especially in hindsight, that whoever won that was going to win the championship. I truly believe that. Yeah. Well, and I remember that I was a ball boy on the sideline for that game because I played baseball at Central at the time. And that playoff okay. thing, I remember Tarleton State came in before that, if yep. I'm thinking the same year. Yep. And the look, and I'm probably, if anybody from Tarleton's listening, I apologize for offending you. Not really, but uh, <laughs> I remember the look on their face coming here. Why, why, we had to come up here. We had to come to Ellensburg to play this game, and Central stomped right. them. Yeah. And it was a special right. team that year. I, I, that was so much fun to be a part of, and the games that I didn't tailgate too hard and, and got to ball boy. I remember it was awesome. I might, I might have been standing by you during the game. Uh, it's, I was on the Central Washington sideline during the game. Yep. Uh, I was standing by Jack. I can't remember his name, but he's Jack Bishop. Yes. There, there you go, Jack. So good dude. Mm-hmm. But I was standing beside him, and I was by him when Central Washington scored, and then I was beside you guys whenever uh, oh. the PAT was there. And you know, I've been at, um, I've been doing this long enough that, of course, I want Northwest to win. Mm-hmm. But I also know how to act, and I don't get excited about anything. <laughs> so you could not have told that I was a Northwest grad there because, you know, to me it was just a play that happened. You know, you know how the press box is supposed to operate. Supposed well, to. I operate that way on the sideline as well. <laughs> so, uh, uh, so I, there was no rubbing it in, but I was there to feel the energy go through the roof and then to have the whole thing deflated. Just and, you know, in, sucked in out of second. the building. It was the quietest yep. I've ever experienced yeah. that many people in one spot. Yeah. So, I have, you know, John, you were talking about meeting people there earlier. Yeah. Meeting people. I, there were people I was scheduled to meet after the game, and they just went home. Yeah. And I said, let's well, home. And they said, we, we couldn't do it. Yeah. We just couldn't do it. So, uh, yeah. But, that, again, that was for, for other reasons, that was the, probably my, my favorite football trip of all time. As soon as we, we got, like, a super cheap rate. I know this is, you know, you know, probably not important. We got a super cheap rate. It was like 400 bucks a person. That was flight, hotel, and rental car. Oh, wow. And as soon as we landed, we drove out to the Pacific Ocean since I'd never seen it. Right. And, you know, the Atlantic and the Pacific are very different. I don't know if you know that. Like, like when you're at the 
when you watch a, a movie and somebody's in a ship and or in a boat at sea and you're like, oh, you guys are wimps, you know, how come you can't handle that? When I went to, is it called Ocean Shores? Yep. Yep. Out there. Okay. I saw the power of the of the Pacific Ocean. <laughs> yep. And that was so fun to say, oh my goodness, I understand now. You know, you felt, at least it made me feel so small. You know, mm-hmm. in the past when I'd ridiculed, oh, how could they not survive a shipwreck? Well, I understand. You know, you're you're nothing. The ocean is powerful. You know, and then anyway, so came back and you know went over the pass and got to go from you know a little bit of rain to snow back to nothing. And then, uh, you know, it, it, because of the time difference, you know, we were up early, even by by our time. So we got into Ellensburg at like seven thirty in the morning from Seattle. Wow! And uh, because people told us to leave early in case the the yep. pass is snowed over and mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Anyway, so anyway, just had a great day and, you know, that's, you know, met some people and, and so on and so forth. But uh, then after the game went back and got to go up with the Space Needle and, and uh, it, it, you know, that we crammed a lot in a very little time because we left on Thanksgiving night. Yeah. Right. You know, so we crammed all of that into just a very short period of time. So I, I tell people about that trip all the time. You you travel quite a bit. Um well, maybe in the pre-pandemic world. I mean, uh, obviously, uh, um, uh, is it Mel Churchma Field? I'm not sure what the actual stadium is called there, but it's uh, called Bearcat. It's called Bearcat Stadium, but that is so bland and boring that I refer to it as Mel Churchma Field. I don't care what they. So want. that might be your favorite stadium, and and since you visited us in '09, Central has made some incredible upgrades to right. Tomlinson Field. Yeah. So you're you're very much welcome. I'll even put you up in, in Eric's house and everything. <laughs> Uh, so, come on over. As long as, <laughs> but, as long as you guys don't, as long as you guys don't water the turf. This time. Yeah, 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 yeah. But do you have a do you have a favorite uh, a favorite stadium, a favorite field uh, amongst our D two counterparts? Well, you know, I put out a list of the best, but yeah. that's not necessarily your favorite because I've never been to the one I rank number one. Um, I really like where West Texas used to play at Kimbrough. Yes, the bro. Yeah, yeah. But if you're down, on, I watch all the games like from the sidelines. And if you're down on the field, like you can't see much else around there, and that I really, I really enjoyed that. Um, but uh, you know, honestly, Division Two stadiums, there's not much difference between pretty good and really good. Yeah, you know, it's not you know, and so in Division Two, it's a lot about the atmosphere, right? Mm-hmm. And Grand Valley has a great atmosphere. Pitt State has a great atmosphere. Northwest Missouri has a great atmosphere. Texas A&M Kingsville did. Yep. Um, so you, you mentioned travel. There was one year, uh, I had, in 2010, I, I had went with my buddy who, who works at Northwest. And in one week, or sorry, in the period of two weeks, I'd gone from Kingsville to a game in Maryville to a game in Duluth. And that, that is like, you know, climate shock. Yeah. You know, and, and that, you know, uh, it, it was pretty, it was pretty crazy. But I've, I've traveled all over the place. I've been to Valdosta. The only place I really, you know, haven't been is like, like the South Atlantic, like North and South Carolina. Right. Uh, but, uh, you know, uh, but anyway, th- those are some of my favorite places as far as uh, atmosphere goes. And, you know, if people want to, uh, if people want to know what I think are the best stadiums, there's a list. You just go to the site and you'll find the link to it. Oh yeah. I, I've uh, read it. Easy uh, to find. I think yeah. I've, uh, maybe, uh, 
agreed with most, maybe disagreed because mm-hmm. I didn't see my Tomlinson Stadium yeah. on there. But of course, I that, believe, that, that, I, I believe you, Crimson. You know what? I should I should have given you guys credit for changing the bathroom so that you really have a good <laughs> idea of where you're supposed <laughs> to wash your hands or go to the bathroom. <laughs> you know, what? you're yeah. right. Yeah, <laughs> I'm thinking, what is he talking about? But yeah, it's a pretty yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's old you guys, school time. You guys know what I'm talking about. I do yes, now. Yes, we do. So things are uh, there's been some nice upgrades and and uh, uh, a, a good product on the field. So hey, Brandon, I appreciate you giving us uh, your expertise, your words, and and first things first things first. Obviously, you're you're a fan of of uh, Division Two football, and and uh, I know you're a Bearcat guy, but you clearly are a fan of of many many teams. So. We uh, appreciate you joining us. Uh, you know, we're, we're uh, recording this uh, about a week before Christmas, so a Merry Christmas to you, sir, and uh, stay safe and warm. And, man, I hope that uh, you have an excuse to come out here and watch some uh, Wildcat football uh, next fall. Well, I, I would absolutely, absolutely love that. That would be awesome. Sounds good, sir. Some of the things maybe I missed last time, but That's, great to talk to you. Sounds good. Thanks, Brandon, for calling in. Brandon Meisner from D2Football.com calling in. Merry Christmas to you, sir. You too. Welcome back to wrap this thing up on today's episode brought to you by Fitters Furniture, quality furniture. Since 1896. On the corner of. Fourth and Main. That's right. Luke needs to go buy some furniture there to get the trifecta going. He does. John and I have cashed in on the quality furniture there in the store. Well, that was a great interview. That was a lot of fun, you know, it's always fun when you get guys that are passionate in what they do and and can respect like from a competitive standpoint. Right. Obviously he's a bearcat. Right. But he can respect good fans and good programs and stuff like that. And so I I still remember the O nine game when he came up and, and yeah. so um yeah, good to talk with him. And I, I knew that he would have perspectives that I didn't think of. Mm-hmm. One one of which was, you know, he was talking about how like when you have so much success Mm-hmm. I thought you want to move up to the next level. Right. I his mentality of it's going to be hard to get the the, the dominant programs like a Carroll College uh, to move up. Like mm-hmm. um, I that I get that. I yeah. now I understand that. So that was that was the biggest thing that I pulled from it. Other than the fact that wow, we have only three schools in what ten Western states. That just baffles me. Knowing how many schools, I, mean, I guess it's it's just so how much funding football takes and needs. But yeah. you think all down California, how many schools it got? The most talent-rich state. Yes. And Azusa was, you could argue that that might be the most talent-rich metropolitan area mm-hmm. of L.A. Yeah. It's uh, an interesting dynamic. And you know a guy that we should get on here in the future is Taylor Bridesman, who was the defensive coordinator of the year at South Dakota State of the Mines his last year of coaching from Southern Cal or Northern yep. Cal. He'd probably yep. kill me for saying Southern Cal, but a guy that's coached at the community college level in a community college football league in California that's very, very competitive and, and is a big feeder in the, commu- you know, D1 football. Yeah. Why can't why can't the D schools, D2 schools down there? And, and like, he's, you know, it's all come down to funding geographical areas. And it's really an interesting dynamic that there's so much more to it than anyone would think. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I just – I just want to play football, and uh, I know we're clearly locally here, and I'm not yeah. trying to tell central administrators and coaches what they want to hear, but clearly we are dialed in, mm-hmm. all in here with the incredible upgrades they've done to Tomlinson. Right. Um, the, the game day experience is, is so much fun. Right. Um, and 
uh, with the you know the alumni hill as I call it, mm-hmm. the central um, the central pep band which is absolutely amazing. The product on the field, I mean, uh, yeah, we haven't uh, gotten back to the playoffs since '17, but that wasn't that long ago, mm-hmm. you know. So obviously we're a quality program. So well, and if we had a league that had enough teams in it to where we would get an automatic bid to the playoffs, yeah, I think yeah. that would change the dynamic of things and how yeah. far we'd go. Yeah. Uh, I, I will put our band up against anybody's band they're in America. Awesome. They are absolutely is, awesome. You know what? Um, there, there, there we go. There's another podcast idea mm-hmm. when we're talking about 2021 football because we will be talking about 2021 football. Is let's get the band on here? Absolutely. Man. Yeah, we should get some recordings for our audio from the yeah. band. We'll talk they to just, them. They just blow me away, and that's that whole game day experience of you know the the upgraded. Concession area, they, the upgraded entrances, uh, you know, um, the turf, uh, just the lights, yeah. the alumni berm, hill, whatever you want to call it. It's just mm-hmm. we need to keep that uh, that tradition going. Well, and I loved his idea if he was commissioner for the day. And it was a thought on my mind, too, beforehand was you got to allow a budget of some sort to convince people. And that's how it is. You got it's all money. It's a business, NCAA sports, to get people to come out here. I mean – you, you would have to have a budget because why would we leave a place back east or down south? You know, we have got that the yep. Lone Star Conference, right? Yeah. In our, but, you know, you got to have incentive to get people out here. It's like it's like the incentive to go to Hawaii. Those games don't count if you yeah. travel to Hawaii. So Yeah. You know, the uh, the the Lone Star Conference, I mean, to be quite honest with you, that, that not only does that help us, but that helps them too. Mm-hmm. They've had a few teams that have left, uh, you know, Abilene Christian went to uh, – uh, D1 AA or FCS, um, uh, uh, Tarleton mm-hmm. uh, is making that move as well. Um, Incarnate Word, I believe, uh, kind of flirted with D2. They just went automatically to yeah. D1 AA. And so, I mean, that scheduling alliance helps them as well, but really, really, we need that. Big oh, time. yeah. Big time. So, what do you think, Luke? Um, He's playing with the dog and be totally surprised. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Were you just as surprised? With, uh, with just the Zusa. Oh, yeah. I mean, even Francois was surprised, you know, like they had a meeting, you know, that day and nobody knew going into, you know, like what's the meeting about, you know. And, wow. And they just said, you know, APUs, they're, they're done with football. Um, yeah, it's going to be really interesting. I mean, now, but I mean, California, I was reading an article. <clears throat> there's so many, there's something about California with, you know, small school football. You know, like I think, uh, Whittier College. Whittier. Yeah. They they just, I mean, this was that was on the heels, of, you know, of them canceling too. And uh, there's something about California football. It's just not. I don't know. You'd think it'd be. It's just a it's such a hub for talent. You know, especially yeah. Azusa right in L.A. You think they yeah. get all those kids that you know were just on the cusp of making D1, and you know, there's a. But, um. You know, like just looking at the the number, like Azusa's a private school. They, they cost forty grand, and they're giving out athletic scholarships. You know, it's not a it's not a Division three school. So I mean, like it's almost like the writing. There's like writing on the wall. You know, yeah. And they have no nobody to play in state. You know, so it's their travel expenses are high, and so. Yeah. I saw. I don't know if it was on the. Uh, the news release that Azusa put out or if it was on other articles or, or opinions uh, that I was reading is, I mean, the amount of travel that Azusa has had to make, they basically have traveled 
like in 15 different states just to play football in the right. last three years or something like that. That's just, that's nuts. Mm-hmm. I mean, UW, Wazoo, the Pac-12, they don't do that. I mean, they travel. Right. And, you know, half of their games or flights or maybe all of them are since they're well-funded. But, right. Um, but we're not talking about Pac-12, Power 5 budgets here. And so, um, and, and Central, you know, in, in uh, 06, 07, I believe it was, uh, with the GNAC not being able to handle football then, the Central joined the North Central Conference, which was a great move power, uh, mm-hmm. you know, power conference-wise and strength of schedule-wise. But, um, I mean, that's just, again, it's just not a sustainable thing. So I'm really hoping that we can get some regional schools to to join in or maybe, you know, Dennis and, and team and, and donors and sponsors can keep on funding a um, – a, a schedule that allows us to travel a little bit or allows us to pay a guarantee and and uh you know so i i uh, i am publicly announcing my commitment to help fund <laughs> the uh travel budget a uh, little bit uh maybe i'll put a an extra zero in my alumni donations now every year talking. so now we're talking. yeah and <laughs> i'm calling on you too yep. mr country yep. yeah i uh, <laughs> i'm with you it might go to the baseball program, okay? It might, bit, yeah. You're but, a baseball alum. I, uh, get I get it. But no, I, I, I love a central football game day. And that'd it's be a shame best. if that thing went away yeah. because of yeah. geographical and, problems. And, you know, we're down. You know, we're, we're talking about the demise of Azusa, and I keep on catching myself thinking about the demise of Central. Mm-hmm. We're, we're very much a football program, but I'm very aware of the what just, a loss of another team will yeah. do. So. Are you worried? I mean, this the school will support you know an independent you know going as an independent if the GNAC does. I mean, will the GNAC? I just don't know if the GNAC will continue with three teams. Well, so like what conference? I mean, this is the a former um, sports editor uh, when I was when I was in your position, Luke, as a sports editor of the Daily Record. That was in 2000 to 2003. If I remember correctly, Central was GNAC Sports for most of their sports, but I believe they played an independent schedule in uh, in, in during my time. Um, so, because I remember them beating Montana State in um, in Bozeman during their homecoming, um, I remember them beating uh, St. Mary's, who doesn't even play football anymore down there in. Uh, the Bay Area, basically. Maybe I'm not uh, geographically correct, but close. It's California. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so they, they played pretty much whoever they could. They played Montana Western, I believe, that year and destroyed them. So um, Central has clearly proven that they will pay or play anybody. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Well, it's helped to have a president and you know, an administration that backs football, you know, mm-hmm. Medino. Yeah. But, I mean, there's a, somewhat of a worry. There's a new president and administration coming in, and same thing happened to Western. You know, they got – they hired a – I can't I remember his name. Nine I months, do, but months, I won't say it. Yeah. Nine yeah. months later, you know, they cut football. I, they were in the Great Recession, but we're also in a global pandemic. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. every university is struggling. So Yep. Yep. So, so it makes you – you got to think, you know. I'm worried. I have a worry about it. I was thinking about it the other day. Just when – the the day that our phones were blowing up and the conversation about it. And yeah. I don't know. I mean, you have to think Simon Fraser is, I mean, I don't know what their future is. Seems well, pretty muddled. You know? I've been, I've been 
told that Simon Fraser, in, in a way to entice people to travel to them, they'll move their home game to like Seattle, which it makes it easier for somebody to drive, fly right into Seattle and play. And we've played in Seattle before. I mean, there's Hockey. Memorial Stadium there in the in the Seattle Center Complex. There's um, you know we've played in uh, Pop Keeney. Pop, Pop Keeney there. Think, yeah. uh, we we've actually played a game at North Side High School or Mount Side High School because of the fires mm-hmm. one year. So. Um, that that's another possibility that Simon Fraser can do just to entice people. Of course, they're building a brand new football stadium right now. So, well, I think it's time for it. some D three schools to step up, get their butts in the D two level. Yeah, maybe one that's in Montana, <laughs> maybe in the capital city. Yeah, that one school. I don't know if we should call them out on here or not. Well, I mean, come I, on, I let's think, go. Get up I here. think <laughs> it, you know the 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 D three teams that. So, you know, the the school that shall not be named mm-hmm. that begins with the C and ends in Errol. Yep. <laughs> they're in AIA, but all those D3s, like the, the Linfields and, and the um, Pacifics and George Foxes, right? I mean, you're a D3 guy, Luke. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, Linfield, Linfield's a powerhouse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that That's was cool. that, that um, the Columbia Football Association and the Northwest Conference, I think is what it was called. Um that was a powerhouse program of UPS, PLU, Linfield, Central, Western. Because, you know, Central won the national championship in 95. And then, if I remember correctly, Western went to the national championship in 96. They got beat. They got beat. I just want to make sure that's clear. <laughs> um, and so, I mean, that was a powerhouse conference. And the just things fell apart after that so i think the real team we got to call out's western washington for not having a football program well i mean anytime i can throw a viking that's under soft. the bus i will <laughs> that's I will. soft western yeah. let's go get it get yep. it going yep all right guys well let's wrap this up what is something you're looking forward to in the next week <clears throat> christmas yep of course you gotta be yeah. you gotta be specific <sighs> by the way i haven't wrapped your gift because i haven't even gotten a gift and it's going to be the same gift i've gotten you the last two yeah. years which is a bro hug. Yeah. So, I don't, I don't yeah. know if I've gotten that. What's that? I don't even know if I've gotten that. <laughs> Reverend? <laughs> uh, I'm looking forward to uh, Christmas. Uh, mm-hmm. Not doing much traveling. Um, there's going to be no, like, winter bowl games or, yeah. I mean, it's just a weird year. But uh, looking forward to Christmas. Sports things that I'm looking forward to. Um, I guess the Hawks. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Who yeah. they got this week? That's a bad thing. I should know that because uh, you know I've been the, so focused on local stuff and and nine to five job and getting homework done before the end of the try or before mm-hmm. the end of the you know or the start of Christmas break. I mm-hmm. I don't even know who the Hawks are playing. I don't know. I just hope hoping and praying for a ten thirty kickoff tomorrow. Redskins. Yeah. Redskins. John, your your Christmas presents being our uh, you're ordaining our wedding. Heard. Yes, that's right. Yes, yeah. Reverend, yeah. you're a reverend. Reverend, I, you I believe yet? you're in the presence wow. of two reverends. That's right. Two. I could do it also. Does Thanks it, for asking. Does, does, it, does it expire? Like a? I mean, is it like a subscription? Yeah. Well, I got some friends. I hope not. <laughs> My relationship with God never expires. Absolutely, hundred percent, hundred percent. But yeah, that that would be my present. But I will still get you a, a wedding gift uh, that I will bring, um, which will be beyond the personality that I will bring to the <laughs> to the ceremony. Yeah, so. Awesome. Okay. Well, uh, what are you looking forward to? Did we even talk about it? <laughs> I'm not that important, John. What are you talking? I, I don't really know. Christmas. 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 See my girls open their presents. Well, 
Ellie, Peyton won't know what's going on. Yeah, will well, Peyton really understand what's going no, on? No, not at all. Where's um, the bottle is had, what Peyton's going to talk about? You don't have to get her Christmas presents, right? Well, we have. Paige, I said, well, she doesn't even remember, but did you really the wrong say, thing to say because she's so young, you don't <laughs> have to get her Christmas presents? Yeah. I mean. yeah. Wow. Uh, we got her. Let the record yeah. show that the <laughs> Kid Don't be Sports Talk does not endorse what Luke, Luke Olson. just said. <laughs> That's his film opinion. <laughs> no, we got her. We got to get her something. So, um, there's pictures. Pictures will serve us. You're going to buy her Cougar shirt that expired. Expired. <laughs> Nothing will expire. <laughs> cougar gear, Luke. What are you talking about? She won't be able to wear it in. A year, you know. Right, right, yeah. yeah. It'll be for the next kid if that happens. So. Yeah. Nope, looking forward to that. And uh, looking forward to watching Cougar football, hopefully tomorrow morning. That's right. So. Yeah. Well. Oh, did you guys see UW backed out the rest of the year? They're done. They're done, done. Yeah. Well, let's just throw that in there. I saw. Typical. Uh, yeah, <laughs> soft. Uh, I, I did see where the Cougs aren't playing the bowl game, and I was like, you know what? Um, I respect that and the way they put it, as in their kids have been in Pullman since. What August, July? Yeah, and they haven't been home to see their families. They've been in their little it's time to go home. I don't know if you can say bubble. They were, had COVID through their yeah. team, but I think it's uh, been a, what a waste of a season. I think just frustrating Might as heck. Backed out. Hopefully, they got to know their coach and teams took some advantage, and there were some right positives yeah. in that. So, well, guys, until next time, listeners. Hope you and your families have a very merry Christmas, and uh, we'll be back on your earbuds one of these days. Maybe we'll get the Christmas episode. See what Santa Claus brought us and. <laughs> Until next time, take care of one another. The world's so big, this town's so small. If you circle the square, you've seen it all. There's no quick fix for a broken heart when everybody knows who you the Kittitas Valley Sports Talk Podcast is part of the Big Country Media Podcast Network. Please check out all episodes anywhere you can get your podcast. And for you iTunes listeners, please rate and review our podcast. Check us out and follow for all your local sports updates on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Kittitas Valley Sports Talk. The official music of Kittitas Valley Sports Talk is brought to you by Austin Jenks. Please go check him out and all of his great music anywhere you can stream music. Oh.